Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I have such a fun episode up for you today. I am interviewing an amazing person and an incredible leader. His name is Patrick Godfrey, and I can't wait for you all to meet him. I interviewed Patrick because he gifted me a book last year during my 112 Books Reading Challenge. The book is called Together is Better by Simon Sinek, and Patrick gifted me this book just at the start of an amazing professional journey he and I are about to go on. So I read a few of the quotes from the book to Patrick, and we discuss leadership, um, some of our personal um, struggles and successes. And then um, in part two of this interview, Patrick, you should know, hails from the state of Ohio. So he's a big Ohio sports fan. And we record this during um, or just before game one of the NBA finals. So we record part one at Patrick's home in the heart of Washington, D.C., sitting outside on his patio. And then we go around the corner to the Big Board, which is a restaurant in the northeast area of Washington, D.C., and watch the game. At Big Board, we talk about LeBron, and we also get Patrick's predictions for the series of the NBA Finals. So stay tuned. Thank you, Patrick, for being on the View 112 podcast. Read, write, live. Hi, I'm Janita Morris, and this is the View 112 podcast. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. All right, good afternoon. Today is Thursday, June 1st, and I am here in wonderful company. I'm here with a friend slash peer of mine. Um, named Patrick Godfrey, and um, I thought it would be cool to interview Patrick for the View 112 podcast because uh, Patrick, like I said, is a peer, someone I work with very closely and someone that's inspired me through his leadership style, and he's someone that um, I think has a very inspiring work ethic. Um, I've seen him grow in multiple positions in our current company. Why are you blushing already? (laughs) Uh, He's grown uh, quite a bit from when I first met him Mm -hmm. uh, to the position that we are both in now, Mm -hmm. which is why he's my peer. Um, And uh, he gave me a gift about, I don't know now, nine months ago. He gave me a book because he and I were embarking on a new journey. And he gave me a book called Together is Better, a little book of inspiration um, by Simon Sinek. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Sinek. And wrote me a lovely little personal note inside talking about the journey that we were going to go on professionally. And um, I was very touched by it. Books, as you all know, I'm really into. Um, So to get a book as a gift, but then also uh, this book, which was very thoughtful, um, Patrick, what, tell me about this, why this book is so unique. Yeah. Well, for one, my mom taught me that trick, right, to uh, inscribe books. Oh, right? okay. So uh, as, uh, as I'm sure all uh, viewers of, uh, and listeners of View 112 podcast know, reading 112 books, like when I went to buy you a book, I was very nervous <laughs> that I would buy you a book that you had already read. Yeah. Right? But of course, if I inscribe it, that makes it different if you already had it. That's right. right. So I learned that from my mom. Uh, but this is really cool. I mean, Simon Sinek, um, he's a 
a really cool author. He's written a lot of really great books. Mm-hmm. Um, Start with a Y, Leaders Who Eat Last, mm-hmm. um, which is really actually closely tied. They use uh, our day job as a case study uh, for some of the books that he's written. Mm. Um, but this book is all about the experience. So uh, in the day of like the digital age, um, where you can get books or material on any sort of different uh, medium, mm-hmm. like this book is particularly only going to be in like hardcover format to protect the experience. So some of the things that are really, really neat about it is that it actually has a scent that the pages are all, um, I guess, infused with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got some really nice uh, little leadership blurbs or, or stories that are also beautifully illustrated as well. So something that like only by picking it up and like reading it, do you really get a chance to like experience it? Yeah. Um, I loved it. I thought it was so thoughtful. Just thoughtful to get a book anyways, but thoughtful that you put that much thought into it and to get me such a unique book. So thank you very much. Um, Speaking of little quotes and blurbs, um, I thought we'd have a a cool conversation where I'd share with you some of my favorite quotes from the book. And uh, and then we talk about it a little bit. So uh, there was just a few that the book overall was really great. um, And I read this during my... um, 112 books reading challenge I gotta go back and look and see what number book it was Um, (laughs) but it was uh, obviously the book is not very long and so that was another reason I was like yes I can get through this one uh, rather quickly and so I consumed it in about a day um, uh, and really loved it so one of my favorite quotes from the book is leadership is an education Mm. and the best leaders think of themselves as the students not the teachers Mm. Um, how do you stay curious as a leader yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, that's one of the things that I've, it, in all actuality, like, really been inspired by you by, right? Yeah, I mean, I, cool. No, I'm serious. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, uh, leadership has been a passion of mine for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, before I worked where I currently work, I, I was coaching collegiate athletes uh, oh, okay. and really enjoyed just getting to work with young people um, and getting a chance to lead others. Um, you know, in the work that you do, I think like you've always got to look up to those that you admire. Uh, and if you're looking at the next step, whatever you're striving towards and you see people that you want to be like, mm-hmm. like you know, that's, I think when you can have confidence and then trusting in like what you're truly doing, right? Like the work that you're doing and knowing that you're on the right path. Um, and I think when you take that approach, I mean, if you're always looking to get better every day and learn from others, uh, you know, you'll find that you can create some really cool relationships. Right? Yeah. Always asking questions, I think, is a bit is a big one, and you've totally asked me a lot of questions over the years. Um, and regardless of the time of day, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, my second uh, quote from the book is: "If the challenge doesn't scare us, then it's probably not important." Mm-hmm. Um, I know I feel about that strongly about that, especially uh, embarking on something new like this. I'm trying to be a freelance writer and mm-hmm. like pursue a passion project. Um, when there's stability in our current job and I love what we do to step outside of that and try to do something that seems very weird like this. Um, I definitely feel scared. So I feel like I'm on the right path. Um, have you ever been in a situation professionally where you felt like I'm in over my head? Uh, I've shared this with you. I mean, like, uh, it was funny when you uh, sent me this to prep me ahead of time. Like I, I saw that and smiled because, uh, to tell you the truth, that's like a daily occurrence for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, it's also something I've learned from you is like to trust yourself, like that you're there for a reason. But 
you know, I think when you're that connected to your work or you're that emotionally involved in the stuff that you're doing, like, you know, that's usually means that you're, you're doing stuff that matters. Right. Um, and you know, we know all the old adages about like do one thing a day that scares you or whatever it might be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, kind of that, that mindset of like, Hey, like I'm going to find a way through this. This day is going to end no matter what. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of the day, let's say, regardless of how it goes, I'm going to be better for having that experience or I'm going to learn from it. Um, you know, like if you go in with that mindset, like, you know, every day is going to be something you can take away from, right? I'm just going to get better each day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we do stuff like that all the time, whether it's professionally, personally, and if you approach experiences that if nothing else, I'm going to be better on the other side of this. And if it's a complete failure, I'm going to know, well, at least I don't need to do it like that again. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it, it makes it easier. It doesn't make, uh, that pit in your stomach go away. Like, that's <laughs> always still there. Right. right. I definitely still feel that, uh, on a daily basis when I'm doing even routine things that, that people see and, and give me great feedback on, or that people think are my core strengths. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, when you're feeding off that, like that, that mindset of challenging yourself and going something you're scared to get, uh, scared to, uh, to do, um, you know, it it provides you space to do some really great things as well. Let me, do you mind if I expand on that a little bit? You know, we have hundreds of people who look to us on a day-to-day basis, right? To (laughs) make decisions. And, um, you know, I think that honestly, I think people, I think they'd be surprised to know that, like, we don't have all the answers in certain situations. Like, we're we're figuring things out as we go along. And, like, that happens at all levels. Like, I even think, I think logically, I know that that happen, happens even levels above us. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're all, yes, you can have a vision and you know what you do day in and day out, but like there are moments and they can happen routinely every day. Like, why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, right? We're all moving so fast, right? Always. And I I think one of the things that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to is get a chance to work with people who are pretty like open to being vulnerable about what that experience is like for them as well. Right. Yeah. So uh, I know uh, no matter who it is, like you have mentors at, at, at professionally, right? And you, you see them do something really, really great. And oftentimes, like maybe you go and recap or reflect upon it afterwards, and they'll be like, "I gotta tell you, like I don't know where that came from. This is how <laughs> I was feeling going into it." Right. Right. Um, so like getting a chance to like work with people who are like in touch with their emotions and like open to communicating and being vulnerable, I, I think certainly helps. Yeah. I think like not only that, but like you mentioned, like the people that count on you. Like I think like the time that uh, if you truly care about the work that you're doing, the time spent and like thinking and reflecting on it, I mean the care that you put into like each moment and like really like preparing as you're going in for it. It's not just like a commute to work. It's like a, I've got to get all these things done today. Yeah. Like how am I going to do them and, and be successful and help others be successful as well? Um, you know, all plays a part in as well, but you got to surround yourself with people who are opening like to, to trusting the process and reviewing it when uh, you're at the end of it and, and learning from it. Yeah, I think we have like a, it's a weird thing. I think there are times where if you take a long time, if you have enough of a runway where you can really plan out something big you're going to do, like it's the worst thing. That, like yeah. you get super nervous. Like yeah. I just think about presentations. That's like my big thing. Like, yeah. oh Lord, like you, like three days to prepare. Like, oh my God, this is going to be the worst. And then there are times where like, 
there is this big moment and like you have no it's almost like you have no choice you have to deliver like you just step up and say something you step up and make a decision you step up and do it and then later you're like oh my god what did I just do or I can't believe I just did that um but but that's not I think people look at that and they're like you're so fearless and you're like (laughs) no I just didn't really have a choice but that happens on a regular basis it's true um yeah it's interesting um so another quote from the book the opportunity is not to discover the perfect company for ourselves. Mm-hmm. The opportunity is to build the perfect company for each other. Mm-hmm. And for you, between me and you, I feel like this is my favorite quote about yeah. us and about why you gave me the book in the first place. Yep. Because we were transitioning into a new environment together. Yep. And um, I think that we, we, <laughs> we, I think we work for a perfect company almost. Um, but it did feel like we were building this experience for me and for you. And I think that that's translated into like other things that I do yeah. is like what you think like the certain ideal is or or I think it's ownership as an employee of a company. Like, yes, the company has this vision and I'm going to align with this vision. But every day the culture is what you make it right me as a team member the culture is what i make it it's not what the company makes it and that comes from like how i build relationships how i define my job how am i innovative in the work that i do Mm -hmm. the pride and the work ethic that i take into it um is going to shape my experience like i can't rely on somebody else to Mm -hmm. shape my experience for me yeah um and i feel like you were like, I think I've, we've met a lot of people. We work with a lot of people who feel that way. But this is like the first time that I personally felt it in that way. Um, so tell me you're the ultimate. I don't know. Everyone loves you. <laughs> so um, I'm curious. How do you build relationships in business uh, internally and externally? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, you know, as you're kind of working through that, like I was thinking and you got there, right? When you talked about like us being a team member. Right. Mm-hmm. You and I both have the luxury of like the work that we do currently is that we've grown up within that that organization, right? Yeah. And I think that is such a such a valuable asset, right, to the work that we do every day, right? We uh, get a chance to coach and mentor people like who are in roles that we were in, right? So mm-hmm. we've literally grown up there. Uh, I love saying that that you know this is the place that I've grown up at. Mm-hmm. It's also like the thing that I've done the most of in my life, right? If you think about four years of high school, four years of college, you know, three years of a graduate degree. Like this is now what I've spent the most of my life on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you're younger than me. Well, yeah, <laughs> not too much. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think that certainly helps. So having been through a lot of those experiences, knowing the growing pains, knowing like the thoughts that go through people's head when you're building a career uh, at a place and having been in those shoes before, uh, I think puts you in a, a good place to not only, uh, help lead people, but of course, start by building really, really good relationships. Um, you know, I, I definitely view the work that I do, like my work is to, to create a really great experience for people to want to come be at, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to work with people that want to be there. And I know that for one, I got to want to be there too. Um, and uh, making sure that I'm doing stuff that I care about every day. Um, and then it's, it's not a lot about necessarily the work that we do it's find a way to connect with people right and and it's remembering things that they tell you right so that you can can go back to it. i know that I've, I've talked to you a lot about uh the way i view friendship right and like commitment that people make <laughs> to each other right um, yeah. 
Which you should share that. Yeah, but I, I love that. You know, uh, Janita and I got a chance to, to spend some time with a, a really close colleague. Actually, that I've uh, referenced when I inscribed this book for you, yeah, right? Yeah, Because the three <laughs> of us started the journey together, and, it, uh, you know... Um, he got a chance to move on and make a really good decision for his life and what was best for him. Mm-hmm. And we got a chance to go out that night and kind of celebrate the work that he had done. And him and I had grown up together. We had started in the same place and ended up in the same place uh, and gone through the journey together. And, you know, I just remember thinking that that last night that we went out, like, I'm going to soak up every minute with this person that I can. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not leaving this place uh, until he leaves, right? Um, and, you know, I, I think when you can... Uh, you know, approach like your relationships with people you work with, um, personally, professionally, like with that sense of urgency, mm-hmm. like I want to, to be near this person so I can soak up as much as possible. Right. Uh, and like, sure. Like, you know, the things that you need to do to have your routine so you can be successful at work, the sleep I need to get, right. The, the other things I need to do, like I'm going to find a way, right. Cause I have to, <laughs> right. Well, let me just say though, I think I'm a big believer in this is like how you do one thing is how you do mm-hmm. all things. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to find where that saying comes from. But <laughs> with you, it is so true. <laughs> like, you are a very loyal friend. So I don't even know why you saying that surprised me that night where you were like, no, like, if I'm here for another person. So we were at a happy hour, mm-hmm. um, like a going away happy hour. And Patrick's like, I'm not leaving until the, the guest of honor leaves. Like, I'm the type of person, if we're here in your honor, like when that person leaves and it's time for me to go home, like I'm not going to have like a drink or two and then leave. Um, and you did that then, my birthday. Yep, yep. <laughs> you were like, and I had many friends there. This is like after Soul Cycle, and you were like, and I, I know I saw you. Arm and all, right? Yeah, Soul Cycle <laughs> with a broken arm. And I saw you and I was like, oh, he's not going to leave until I leave. But you also are like that in business as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you go all out and you sacrifice, you put it all on the line more than me, even. I mean, and I make a lot of like, you can't outwork me. You might. <laughs> it's a short list of people that. I would say could maybe outwork me, maybe, and yeah, I'd put you on the list for yeah, sure. <laughs> but like, so like tie that to like our original thought there, right? Where you said like, um, like, hey, like, how are you always learning from other people, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the time that you shared that with me, right? You did it in a vulnerable moment. You were like, hey, like, actually, like, I want to share with you. Like, I was thinking and reflecting on this book, some other of the one twelve books that I that you had read, mm-hmm. uh, and you shared, you know. I got to say, like, I think your work ethic has intimidated me in the past. And this was a time when you were actually not my peer, right? Mm-hmm. You were in a, an elevated role. Um, and, like, for you to share that with me, like, that was a learning experience for me as a leader, right? To know to, like, I need to be open to other people uh, that, you know, I might be coaching or mentoring, um, right? So, I mean, uh, yeah. I, mean, I, we I, I all do. value people <laughs> who are, like, hungry and get after it. You know what I mean? And then there's you. Like, the, you're... No. <laughs> totally different it's a different level um so let me ask you this back to our my original question too about relationships and business Mm -hmm. what is one thing you say you value in a business relationship so think about like all the people you have amazing business relationships with um yeah i think authenticity right Mm. like people who are authentic like in uh you know uh i think of business relationships and for whatever reason i immediately think of like people i report to Mm -hmm. um but, you know, this is people I admire, right? And that's what's kept me doing the work that I've been doing is because I've looked up to people that I admire, right? And, um, 
people who feel authentic and I think would have the same conversations in rooms where they're working with their peers, but then would also have the same conversation with me, although I might be a, a couple steps below them, um, or, uh, you know, connect to me and want to know what, um, what's motivating me or whatever it might be like it, people that I would feel like are being their authentic self, no matter who they're talking to. Right. Uh, up, down, left or right. Mm, uh, I mm-hmm. think that's certainly one of the things that I look for in people that I want to work with or want to follow, uh, or teams that I want to be a part of. Yeah. Cool. You certainly need to be confident in who you are in order to be authentic, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, this is something I'm struggling with, I think, something I'm focused on, and that's why I put it in here. Um, and this quote says, fulfillment is not born of the dream. Fulfillment is born of the journey. And I'm having a hard time. <laughs> you know, I'm a salesperson. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, mostly. Yeah. And so I think you're focused on the result. Hit this number, yeah. chase this, do that. Yeah. Um, and even with this, like, I just want to, I think most people like, I want to blow up. I want to be successful and like not realizing the grind yeah. is, you know what I mean? Uh, what's going to get me there and all the work that I've done before that allows me to have like 17 years of experience yeah. and, you know, going up the reins. I just want to like do it already. Yeah. Um, so I, I, um, I have this part of it uh, typed out in my apartment and, mm-hmm. and up by my desk because I want to remind myself of that. So um, really cool. Page 91 of the book. Um, do you enjoy the journey? Uh, it, it's funny to ask that question, right? Because that's it's always the best mm-hmm. advice. Whenever anybody tells you that, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know that like when you think back on this, like maybe six months, a year, two years, you're going to reflect on it and you're going to say like, they were right, mm-hmm. but it's always the toughest to hear, right? Because, you know, if you're you know goal driven um, or you're results driven, uh, it's tough to say that if you haven't hit it yet, because you're you are literally working towards it. That's like the opposite of what you want to hear in that right. moment, right? You want to achieve that result. You want right. to have been successful. Um, I have been given that advice, and I've also given that advice to <laughs> others, right? Yeah, and it's also like. It's a tough conversation, right? Because you're, you're usually talking to people who, like... Aren't there. So let me ask you this. This is a great time to ask you this, then. Because you just recently got promoted. Ooh. I mean, you Ooh. know, in the last... How long has it been? Six months? It's been three months. Right? No. Yeah, just three months. Seems yeah. like forever. Yeah. So three months. Yeah. Can you look back and say, I enjoy... Just in this last stint of yeah. the position you were in, to get to this... Did you enjoy that journey? Oh, man. Uh, or were you just like, I'm going to grind it out until I get here? It's funny because for that particular journey, like I had never been so like specific career position driven in my entire life. Yeah. I had never been like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always like, I guess you could classify me like an overachiever, right? Like in, in school or whatever it might be. Always had a really strong work ethic. But I've never been so particularly focused on achieving one specific role with one specific company. Um, and I've shared with you a lot of the reasons that I was like that, right? Mm-hmm. I was like that because people like you believed in me, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to prove you right. <laughs> um, I was like that because uh, it was the next natural step and, and people had planned that for me and I didn't want to let anybody down. And I was also hungry for myself. And in addition to getting that promotion... I just recently got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I, I forget my ring from time to time Ooh. at home, right? <laughs> but I was hungry 
for that partnership, right? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, could provide not only a stable life for myself, but now for another person, right? Um, so, like, it, I, I, it's easier to say now that you've achieved that result. Right. Like, I, but, hey, the journey was, like, up and down. Uh, there were late nights on the phone with mentors that, like, mm-hmm. coached me through it. Um, you know, I, I can say the one thing I definitely did was I, I experienced every emotion that I went through, right? And I validated that by, like, sharing it with other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's it's tough advice to get. Uh, I think I'm still figuring out, like, whether or not the sacrifices I made, like, are going to be what's right for me, yeah. right? Uh, because you get to that next step, and now all of a sudden, like, what's next, right? Do you sit back and now focus on, like, developing yourself within this new position? Or are you instantly starting to be approached or being hungry about what's even next, next. after that, right? I'll say this. I think... Um, I've certainly been anxious for the next role. I think I've built a career. I said this in a different podcast that in 17 years, I've had eight promotions. And like in my first job that I worked, where I worked, it was like up or out, baby. Like you're either getting promoted or you're leaving. And it was like frowned upon for you to be in a role for more than like a year. If you were close itching to that year mark and you weren't like, like, you were popping when you got promoted every year. Yeah. Um, and in hindsight, of course, that, like, that has, that grind has certainly, there's benefits that have come from it. But I can also remember, like, being severely unprepared for yeah. the new roles that I got. Yeah. Way in and over my head. Um, and... Uh, and thinking you know and have, like, no idea. Yeah. Um, and I often, like, have said this, like, in the past, too, of, like, my first position when I became a branch manager. Mm-hmm. I was, like, 23 or 24 years old. Yeah. I was terrible. <laughs> I was a terrible... I Like, in hindsight, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't have more problems, like, from an HR standpoint <laughs> and this and that. Like, I was just so everything a 24 year old is you know in leading people like and and i don't i certainly didn't understand at that point that like the 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 major responsibility of like the lives of people like people's livelihoods rest on you i was just like we about to get this money we about to be lit our store's gonna blow up like we're gonna make all this money we're gonna get all these awards and if you're not on this train, like, I'm going to get somebody else that's ready to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and not even at all concerned about, like, <laughs> your life and, you know, anything like that. And uh, that all these other years of experience yeah. have gotten me. Um, so I was definitely underqualified. But I'd also say that I think, um, and this is probably the first time, so it's funny, I would say in my career that I'm not anxious Mm-hmm. to get to the next level. I want to get there. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm not pressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's taken me. So I've been in our position yeah. for two years now. Yeah. Three months, That's two crazy. years, That's crazy. <laughs> two years uh, in May it was two years. And um, I think, can, based on what I was conditioned to think over the course of my career, it's like, sirens, ring the alarm. It's about <laughs> to be, you know what I mean? But in the grand scheme of things where we work now, I'm a, like a baby almost in terms yeah. of like tenure. Um, 
Um, and I see what it takes to really get there and the real work that needs to happen at that next level. We have a really good mutual friend who's at that level. And like, I'm like, thank God I saw somebody do it first. Right. I think, um, when you see when you see what the real work is, like I have yeah. a, a certain level of respect for it, and I want to be prepared when I get there. Yeah. And I think the first year I was in this position, I did not. I was like, I just got to come out and I got to kill it and I got to mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I was still kind of had that mentality. I think the second year I've been more like, I still want to kill it, of course, um, but I'm not killing it to get promoted. I'm just killing it because I want to kill it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely. I mean, and for one, that like the mutual friend that we have, like again, somebody who's willing to be open and vulnerable about the experiences they're yeah. going through, right? Like, and that's invaluable, right? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know exactly what you mean, and you know, it, it's tough, right? When no matter what you do in life, right, you always measure, right? And one of the things that we measure ourselves against a lot of times is other people, right? And uh, you know, the idea of like sitting back and reflecting and measuring yourself against yourself is also like scary at times, right? Yeah. Like, and to think, especially when you set the bar, right? <laughs> right. Things that we have both been told, right? That's and like, true. honestly, probably didn't believe when we were told that, right? And yeah. that's a tough expectation to live up to when you're it already is. thinking, like, I don't know, am I just fooling these people right now, right? It's and, frightening. Yeah. Are so. you are you familiar with imposter syndrome? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar. <laughs> you think you have imposter I, syndrome? I live it every day. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, but then I I just think, well, I'm just going to be super nice, right? And then they can't they can't kick out the nice guy, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I'm very familiar with that, right? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I experienced that a lot in, in school, right? And that was my thing, right? I was a collegiate athlete, but like school academics was my thing. Mm. Um, and it always came really, really easy to me. Um, so, you know, um, it didn't help that I, I could put in less work and, and get a, a really great result. Um, the one thing I will say, I, I do experience it from time to time in the work that we do now. But this is certainly the thing that I'm the most proud of in my life. Because yeah. like, I created this and you created this uh, really out of, out of nothing, right? I mean, like, if you look at... Um, like the odds to get to where we've gotten, like it takes a lot of, of really hard work yeah. uh, and, and they're certainly stacked against you. Right. So while I do feel that from time to time, I also like, um, you know, there are things that I am like very true and very confident in that I've, that I've done. And like, that's where you got to go to when you're up against those moments where you're like, I just don't know if I'm big enough for this moment right now. Right? Yeah. There's definitely a lot of people who wish to be, in our position and I'm humbled by that a lot um and it's a big job but I also think people don't know the big job that it is sometimes um yeah it's a big job um you said yourself I mean it's people's careers it's it's literally their life literally their life I think I don't have it as much now I certainly did when I first got promoted like Mm. fake it till you make it yep um I don't feel like I'm faking it right now, but there are moments, and especially as I'm working to go to next, like, whew, like. Yeah. 
Well, one, like I feel like any day now somebody's gonna pull back the curtain and yeah. find out like the truth. You know what I mean? But I mean the the thing is we work with people, right? And yeah. there's, there's not like a manual that you follow for working with people, right? Like I mean, of course, procedures, right, and policies and processes. <sighs> but like, come on, right? The minute that you're turning to one of those to lead people, like you've already lost. Yeah. Right. You've already lost at that point. Um, and, you know, when you approach everything, like, you know, it, it's about this person in this particular moment, right? It allows you to, like, be okay with doing things that might feel, like, inconsistent from time to time, but truly are consistent if you're uh, a person who's trying to lead other people. Um, and, it, you know, it's tough work, but uh, somebody's got to do it, right? And, and I guess, why not us? Why not us? All right, last quote, okay? Um, don't complain, contribute. Um, and so this reminded me of President Obama's don't boo, vote, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which didn't turn out very well for all of us. Um, do you think that you've been in a situation where you've not been pleased with with an environment mm-hmm. uh, and instead of complaining, you've contributed? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, no matter what it is, right? And. I don't know, I, I'm a very task-driven person anyway, so, like, that, like, really, like, plays into, like, kind of my, both my, my strengths, but also, like, what end up being my pitfalls at time to time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was funny, actually, in listening and, like, getting prepared for this, I, I've, like, I turned to a couple things today that, like, inspire me, like, that Ooh, I like listen to. This is a really great podcast. I mean, I listen to TED Radio Hour. And, like, you're a reader. And, I'm a listener, right? Yeah. That's and V112 podcast. Of course, V112. But it's at the top <laughs> of my list. Yeah. It's TED Radio top, Hour. Right? I just, I listen to some TED Talks. Yep. Um, on um, my Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's how I consume, like, the things that challenge me or the things that I try to learn from. Uh, but I was listening to this one that I just love, and I've sent it to, to our, our friend. I, I've shared it with a lot of uh, leaders that we work with. Um, but it's about disruptive leadership. Mm. And, and what it's, it talks about or what uh, this person references is the idea of, like, we got to go. We got to go. Like, I don't know where we're going, but, like, this isn't right. Like, let's start moving, and we'll figure it figure out. Figure it out. Right? Yes. Um, you know, and I've gotten that feedback from from people from time to time when I've been on the other side of it, where I'm just puzzled and, and don't quite know w- which way is right. And you get, you know, kind of paralyzed by the idea of, you know, wanting to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that mindset of like, hey, I don't know where we're going, but like this isn't good, right? We can't spend too much more time here. Like, let's go and we'll figure it out along the way. And, At least and we'll, we won't be here. Right. Yeah. At least you won't be here, right? And trust the people that are around you that, like, will help you along the way and, like, help you course correct if you're leading people and it's not going so well, right? Yeah. I just had a uh, developmental conversation today. And um, one of the things that, you know, I get I get a lot of the same feedback. So part of me is, like, I might need to, like, change my approach in some things. But I do feel like consistently over the five years... Um, and this at this place, it's more of like being collaborative, bringing people along, slowing down. Um, you can't just always run, run, run. And I've gotten that feedback preached at me. Mm-hmm. Today, I was like, I was asked, like, why do you think you do that? Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, partially, I feel like we don't do anything fast enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and that, so it's interesting you said that. That's what made me, it, it kind of embodies how I feel. It's like, you know this isn't, like, we want to achieve this. So are we going to keep talking about 
how we're going to achieve this mm-hmm. or are we going to go and try something to actually achieve it? Yeah. And like, I feel like we spend a lot of times and I'm sure this is in a lot of companies mm-hmm. where like, how long are we going to talk about this? Or this is the next week, every week we yeah. got to fix this, fix this, fix this. Or, or who's going to fix it? You yeah. know what I mean? And like, let me just show you this plan. It's lit. I'm just going to do it. Y'all will get on board eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I think, and the feedback I got was was really great. Was like, yes, there's a balance in that. And some things, when it's something a smaller initiative, treat yourself. Run out here. <laughs> if they, if you build it, they will come, right? right? But when you're moving masses of people around an ideology, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and that's like the finding the when the right moment is to do that, and that can't be your go-to move. I think that's my yeah. go-to move. Yeah. Like you will see, just come on, you know what I mean. And that's and it's a power move. Yeah. But you yeah. got to learn when to flex your power move. It can't be all the time, and then you just turn into a dictator. You know yeah. what I mean? And I thought that was very. Um, it got me to pause and think about yeah. it, and I will think about it uh, going forward. Of like. When is the moment to flex into like, hey y'all, it's just time to do this? Yeah. Or like, let me slow down, let me collaborate, take some <laughs> partnership, think about the plan, how we're gonna communicate it, mm-hmm. roll it out, make mm-hmm. sure everybody expresses how they feel. And I know I'm saying that like patronizing, and I don't mean it yeah. in that way, but um, it's certainly something that I'm uh, I'm thinking about. No, I mean, you for one, you're just laying out all the steps that you have to do, right? And. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, the work that we do, we're, we're differing with all sorts of different people with different opinions, and they add perspective to it that challenges us when we, when we want to run and we need to slow down. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, one of the things that certainly my father taught me was, like, not being above any type of work, right? And I try to mm-hmm. approach that uh, in oh, how I lead, preach. right? Like it, he, Yeah, that's great advice. You know what I mean? Like, it, you're not above anything, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you when you lead like that, I think people, people want to follow that, right? People want to work with somebody who will roll up their sleeves and work right next to them. People want to work with the person who is the former teammate uh, that's made it to, like, player coach, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, when things aren't, aren't working, um, you know, anything is better when, when you know that, right? Yeah. And, you know, I think the difference then is uncovering when, like, hey, it, what change needs to be made to make it happen? And, uh we got to inspire other people to want to go with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, otherwise, we're, we're running out there by ourselves, yeah. right? Um, so, uh, we got to wrap up because it's almost 8.30. I don't even know how long we've been talking. I should have said the time at the beginning. Um, but today is game one of yes. the NBA Finals. Oh, yes. Patrick is from Ohio. Where from in Ohio are you from? I'm from uh, Southwest, so Dayton. Dayton, Ohio. Yep. Um, so he's a huge, he is on an Ohio t-shirt right now. Yeah. Um, he is a huge Ohio State fan. Yep. Yep. That's your number one, Cleve, like, Ohio team? I was about to say Cleve. Yeah. Ooh. Tattooed on my back. Yeah, um, for sure. Number one, um, Ohio team. Number two, Ohio team? Probably the Reds, right? The Reds. So from Dayton, okay. Ohio. I'm, I'm um, baseball certainly in my blood, so. Okay. Yeah. Number three, Ohio team? I mean, so, here's the thing, right, uh, you know, Cleveland has grown on me, right? Uh-huh. Cleveland's pretty far from Dayton, right? And some might argue it's closer to Michigan uh, in many parts than it is Ohio. Um, but everything about it and uh, kind of what has transpired in our state in the last couple of years has been you know, just awesome to really be a part of. Uh, 
So, uh, sure, my loyalties lie uh, in Southwest, and the Buckeyes, of course, are, you know, anybody who tells you in the state of Ohio that anything is above the Buckeyes, well, they're lying to you. That's, that's <laughs> not the case. Right? Okay. Uh, that's why we've been able to put up with the Browns and the Bengals for so long. Because you have. Because we got the Buckeyes, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know, the whole story and the whole journey of LeBron James has been phenomenal. I mean, when you think about, like, um, you know, he graduated from high school a year after I did, right? Mm-hmm. So we were both competing in Ohio high school athletics at the same time, right? So I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to talk about LeBron <laughs> a little bit more. We are at, so just so you know, guys, we're at Patrick's house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Having a little pregame. So I had a little little pregame glass of wine. Mm-hmm. He's got a little pregame beer. Mm-hmm. And the rest of our friends, Patrick's wife, um, they're all inside waiting for us. And the game is going to start in 30 minutes. And I think we're going to go around the corner or something. Yeah, that's right. Somewhere nearby to watch the game. And I think we're going to have a little a little uh, Ohio talk, maybe a little Cleveland Cavs talk. I'm going to get Patrick's it. prediction Let's go. for this series. <laughs> um, so we'll be back in just a little bit. All right. So we pack up immediately and head out the door to the Big Board, which is a restaurant in Washington, D.C., and it's pretty live when we get in there. So you will hear a lot of background noise, but you will also hear a spirited conversation about LeBron, and you'll get Patrick's uh, series prediction. Stay tuned. Okay, everybody, we are here at Big Board in D.C., the Big Board in Northeast D.C., just minutes, literally minutes away from tip-off. Patrick is beside himself, so I figured I'd catch him early into his drink rotation to talk a little bit more about Cleveland sports. So we were just talking about LeBron. Yes. Um, and so I won't. we won't stay long because we got things to do. But I want to know uh, your prediction for this series. Okay, okay. Uh, Ohio... And Golden State, Cleveland, Ohio State. Who do you got, and in how many games? Uh, I'm just gonna say, like, so this is his legacy. Mm-hmm. He's had this opportunity a couple times, right? So a seven is not a couple. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying in 07, had he done that, it would have been one thing, right? Okay. Uh, against the Mavericks in Miami, that was obviously a step back, right? Uh, two years ago against Golden State would have been something. Down Kyrie, down Love, right? So I'm telling you uh-huh. right now, right, once this is over, the discussion is over, right? Seven straight finals. Seven straight finals. Right? How many rings, though? Seven straight Wins. finals, right? And okay. Jordan lost in the first round four times. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going Cleveland, of course. Duh. Right? I'm going Cleveland. I'm also going to say Cleveland in five. Okay. And here's why. Five. Cleveland has won four out of the last five against Golden State. Okay. Two in Golden State already, right? All right. So I think they get tonight. I think they maybe lose the next game two, and then I think they sweep from there. I'm saying Cleveland in five. Cleveland in five. And are they decidable wins? I mean, a win's a win. Uh, <laughs> need I remind you that Cleveland in last year's finals, although down 3-1, won a game by 30, uh-huh. won a game by 15, mm-hmm. and won a game by 14. And who will be the finals MVP? I mean, you know. I wish you guys could see the face he just made right. at me. 
Of course it's going to be LeBron. I will say this. Nothing is prettier than watching Kyrie when Kyrie is on. Right. Okay. Even the king can step aside, but it's going to be LeBron. <laughs> um, and who's the biggest threat on this Warriors team? Uh, probably like Clay. Honestly, I must say Clay Thompson, right? So Ooh. I must say Clay Thompson. Here's why, right? I'm going to call him Clay. Right? I'm going to call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay, right? So um, Steph Curry, pre finals 2016, another level. Post finals 2016, he's a different person. Okay. He's a different person. KD's never done it before, and LeBron's already beat him once, right? So you don't think KD will be. Ooh. I think the moment's too big for KD. Ooh. I think it's too big for him, right? And hey, also, the entire NBA community is rooting against KD right now. Nobody likes what he did. In Why the same does he way hold LeBron, a LeBron? He, hey, oh. I'm telling you, America is about redemption, uh-huh. right? Cleveland is about redemption. He brought one home to the land last year. He's about to bring it second. All right, friends, you've heard it from my business partner in crime. <laughs> Kendrick on the track, too. Come on. I'm going to cut it off from here. Game one of the NBA Finals here at the Big Board in D.C. Patrick, thanks for your time. You heard his prediction. Please